Welcome to Confessions of a Melanated Queen, a podcast designed to celebrate achievements within black culture. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Meeks. Hey family, welcome back to Confessions of a Melanated Queen. I am with a good friend of mine today, Miss Helena Fields, founder of All Things Lupus. Four years ago, about five years ago maybe, I met Helena. We've been good friends since then. I'm amazed at the number of things that she's doing and how she's managing her time. So I can go all day about you and what you do. But Helena, tell us about yourself and your organization, All Things Lupus. Well, hello, Confessions audience. As Lauren said, my name is Helena Fields, and I founded what I call All Things Lupus, which is an organization to bring awareness to people living with lupus, um, just to support not only people who have lupus, but also people who know people who have lupus and other autoimmune diseases. Okay. So could you explain to the audience what is lupus? Lupus is an autoimmune disease that can affect any part of your body. And what happens is that we all have an immune system that's supposed to protect us from just everyday things, um, illnesses, um, if you come in contact with any type of virus. But when you have lupus or other autoimmune diseases, that same immune system attacks your body. So it may look at an organ and see it as a foreign invader, and then you become ill because your immune system is starting to attack that. So you may not, the person may appear to be healthy, but they may be dealing with all different types of conditions based on this autoimmune disease. Okay. Now, is this, um, is this something that affects certain people, people of color, women? I mean, who, who, who are at most risk for, for this, for lupus? It can affect anyone, but women, particularly women of color, are the most affected by lupus. Okay. Now, how long have you been living with lupus? I've had lupus for 25 years. Um, actually, I first started having signs of lupus when I was 11 years old, but it wasn't diagnosed officially until I was 16. Okay. So could you share with us some of the challenges that you faced on this journey or some of the things that maybe other people may face? Well, over the years, I've had lupus affect pretty much every major organ system. Um, I've had heart surgery, I've had skin issues, I've had fluid in my lungs, in my abdomen, I've had numerous hospitalizations. Um, most recently, I've been dealing with chronic kidney disease. I'm currently at stage four and getting ready to be added to the transplant list. I also have cr chronic anemia um, so I usually have to get blood transfusions a couple of times a year to deal with that. Okay. Well, thank you for coming in today. I mean, you have a lot on your plate, but I really appreciate you sharing the awareness of the, the issue with lupus. Um, I've personally known people who have lived with lupus and they, they definitely are um, advocates and they work hard and they're definitely champions for the cause. Uh, considering that, what research have you done or what type of activities have you been involved in? Um, I would like to add that Helena is one of the board members for We City, and that's the nonprofit that I founded two years ago. And I want to say last summer, she invited us to participate in a lupus walk. 
Um, and so I know that that's, that's a fundraising activity. Tell us more about some of the things that you do to bring awareness. Well, one of the organizations that I'm also affiliated with is the Lupus Society of Illinois. So every year they do about four or five walks. I'm not sure the exact number. Um, one in each part of the Chicagoland area, the south side, north side, west side. And we raise money for people in the state of Illinois living with lupus. So they have different support groups, which I'm also involved in. Um, shout out to Lupus Connection, the support group out of the south suburbs. We support people who have lupus. They offer scholarships. They offer different events and also a lot of educational events that can educate people and the community about lupus. So is there any particular research that's happening right now related to lupus awareness or trying to find a cure for lupus? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Maybe if you've had some involvement with that. There are different, um, there are a few different studies going on right now. A lot of them are offered through many of the teaching hospitals and, um, That's okay. Um, a lot of the teaching hospitals they offer different studies for lupus. I myself haven't participated in any of the ones that offer um, medications, only because I'm leery of what effect it could have on me. However, I have participated in the ones that study your day-to-day -day life, um, the the questionnaires. I've submitted my DNA just to have um, more information on file for them to examine to possibly find some um, better medications or a cure for lupus. So what, what I do know about Helena's work is that, you know, aside from all the things that she's sharing, um, she manages a lot. She's an educator. We'll get into that. She's a mother. She's a good friend. Um, she's just involved with a lot of different things. But one of the things that I wanted to bring to your attention, I just want to pull on you for this, Helena. You know, for those of you who have been following the um, Confessions of a Melanated Queen blog, you're aware that I'm inviting the uh, readers and the supporters to, con to submit confessions. And one of our loyal readers and support, um, su supporters, I should say, um, she submitted a confession and she shared that essentially she's mourning the, her old life. And what she meant by that is that she's having some healthcare challenges as well. And for her, she's struggling with, you know, the fact that she can't do some of the things that she used to do. She can't go to restaurants and just eat the things she wants to eat without having some of the the effects of her, her challenges to, to come into play. And her friends and her family and people around her and her network don't understand that. And they don't necessarily know how to support her. <clears throat> so, excuse me. So what I would ask you, Helena... Um, how do you relate to that and what advice would you give her in terms of you know the issues that she's having and, and how she can get her friends and family to better support her throughout this journey you know it's funny that you mentioned that Lauren because it's something that I've been thinking a lot about lately and it's one question in particular that has always bothered me and it seems like a simple question we ask this person or people this question all the time how are you and I feel like when people ask that question, they don't really want to know the real answer or they're expecting like a positive answer. But if you give them how you really feel, especially people who are living with various illnesses, 
you know, it brings down the mood or the tone. So everyone will just say, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. When in essence, that may not be how you really feel. And I can understand how you want to think back to a person that you may have been or a healthier time in your life. But sometimes I feel like you need to just tell people how you really feel so that they can understand, you know, exactly how you feel. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they'll keep having these unrealistic expectations on you to do certain things. Um, For example, there was a time when, you know, I was very outgoing. Mm -hmm. I would always go to everyone's event and... I was the life of the party, but now, you know, I had to teach myself to say no, not because I don't want to go, but because my body needs rest. And I just realized that I just can't do as much as I would like to do, even though I do wish I could. Mm -hmm. And I do wish that I was able to be at everyone's events. I know that I can't. I think that's so interesting that you say that because the truth is, I think just for small talking, because we're taught to be polite, people mm-hmm. do say, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And then, you know, the minute somebody says, and I'm guilty of this too, there's <laughs> times when I've asked people, how are you doing? And I'm just thinking, they're going to say, oh, it's all good, we're good. Yeah. And then they say, well, <laughs> and the minute they start their well, you're like, oh, okay. And I think that oftentimes we just don't know how to support. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes people say too much. I think sometimes people don't say enough, and I. but I do think that you're absolutely right that we have to get into the habit of being more cognizant that everybody's not having a good day, mm-hmm. and if you're really a true friend, that is your time to listen, but right. you're not planning to listen. Right. You're planning to be a quick, I'm good, I'm good, because you're taught to ask, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um so I, I definitely think that we can all learn from that is that, that, you know, we need to be a little bit more understanding and patient with um, others and know that everybody's not doing OK. Now, I happen to be the kind of person where I, I read faces and body language. So I know when somebody's not doing OK. Mm-hmm. I think the part that I struggle with is, well, should I say more? Should I cry? Mm-hmm. Should I, you know, I mean, and it works sometimes for some mm-hmm. people. But it did, but it's also having given that space and respect for privacy too. Right. So I think that that's something I've struggled with though. Um, so our good friend who's out there in our, our community who submitted that, um, please know that we're here to support you. And if you ever wanted to connect again, be be sure to email me at laurentmix at gmail And if you want to speak more directly to Helena, we can arrange that because I do think that we need to find ways to better support people, especially those of us who are dealing with some health challenges. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit more about the other things you do, because I want to shift gears a little bit. Helena is absolutely the founder of all things lupus. She is absolutely an advocate and champion of that cause. But when I tell you she <laughs> wears a lot of hats, she wears a lot of hats. So you're a teacher or I, or should I say educator? You tell me, what does that look like for you? And how long have you been doing that? Well, I've been an educator for seven years um, I, for seven years, I've been teaching developmental English classes at a community college in the South Suburbs. And also, I am a special education teacher. That's my full-time job. Um, right now, I'm at a middle school. Wow. Okay. But special education is, is definitely um, a challenge in itself because you're working with students and their families a little bit different than a typical, what would you call it, a, a I don't want to misrepresent the term. It we'll just be, say a child without special needs. A child without special <laughs> needs. And so um, I know that, you know, 
even when my own son has some challenges in school, you know, it, you always feel like you're isolated. I know this is a tough question that I probably did not prep you for, but I'm, I'm, it just came to me. Do you see a correlation, some type of relationship between the work you do as a special education teacher and then having challenges, personal challenges yourself? Do you feel like that that generates more empathy or do you feel like it helps you in your work? Is it does it become more of a challenge? Um, part of me wants to think that it, it, it would in some ways it would help you understand some of your students a little bit better, especially when some of them have some health problems and health challenges. What is that experience like for you? It does um, help me to relate to the students more, um, the ones who do have health challenges, but also just all of the children in general because we're all different. And I don't want people to think that just because students may be labeled special education that that means there's something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. It just means that they require a different style of learning than the typical forms of learning that's taught in the classroom. Um, you know, what we're learning is that all kids are intelligent in some way or another. And perhaps that doesn't show on pencil and paper. It may show in other ways that aren't tested, you know, in a standard way. Mm -hmm. So you just have to find out, find what that child is good at and then just capitalize on that. Okay, sounds good. Now, what other advice would you give to our audience in general, whether it's because you are, you do uh, wear the head of a parent um, as, as an educator, um, you're a role model, you're a, you're a business owner um, of a very serious cause. Um, what advice would you give to our audience about anything related to health challenges or just getting up every day and just putting on that face even when you don't feel like it? What can you share with them? I would just want everyone to find an outlet. Find something that you love, enjoy, and just make sure you take that time for self-care. And that's something I had to learn. I had to learn that pretty much recently because I was doing a lot of things, as Lauren mentioned. I'm an educator. I do a lot of advocating for lupus. And, you know, I'm a parent, a single parent, I may add. So... It's a very stressful life, especially dealing with the health challenges. I had to find something that I can do that I enjoy that can just free my mind from all of that. So I've started meditating. I started doing yoga. Um, I started working out very recently. And it's at those times where I can just forget about everything else and just focus on taking breaths and just trying to relax the best way that I can. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here. Now, I didn't ask Helena her permission before I said this, but I'm going to go for it anyway. If she don't like it, I'll edit it out. <laughs> but if you have read Confessions of a Melanated Queen, at the very end of the book, you have seen her name. Um, Helena served as my editor and reader and I'm so thankful for your support, even with some of the challenges that she had experienced during the time, uh, with some of the things she was dealing with. She still took the time as a friend and she read um, my first little book that I was trying to get out there to the world. She was the first person to say, you need to do this and you might want to add this and you might want to change these words because I was trying to make it so down to earth like sister girl type. And she had to remind me, no, we don't use this language, Lauren, even in books. OK, <laughs> so I want to thank you for that. Uh, so that's just an example of all the wonderful things that she's doing. 
And so just just to kind of go back to um, all things lupus, how can people, how can our audience support your cause? Well, um, right now the only way I'm accepting donations is through the Lupus Society of Illinois. So you can always donate there. You can follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter at All Things Lupus. And also check out my blog at www.allthingslupus.net. Absolutely. Okay, so anything else you want to add? Because this is our time. Um, Laura, I'm just happy that you brought me on. You know, I love everything that you're doing. I think that it's awesome. I just enjoy, love reading your confessions. You know, <laughs> I laugh, I cry. And it's just great to see women, especially women of color, get together and do things like this. It just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I definitely appreciate that. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll, I will end on a confession as well. Um, one of the things that I am struggling with this week, honestly, is just not really being fully there, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you have weeks when you're really, you're really fully involved with everything you're doing. You're fully engaged in your work activity or whatever the, the thing is that you're working on that week. And this week, I don't know if it's the rain. I don't know what it mm-hmm. is, but I'm just not there. I'm not there this week. But coming here today with you um, was really exciting because I knew that I'll get a chance to talk to a friend. And this is one of the things that brings me life, you know, is bringing people together. And I, I, I know that I've known about lupus for some time. I had a good friend in high school who had lupus. And I had a, a staff, uh, one of my colleagues at uh, a, a job that I was working at, she, she lived with lupus for years. And I think that so many times we hear it and we don't ask the right questions or we don't, you know, think to Google it or look into it and we just hear the name. But um, you have been a champion. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, my audience um, hears from you and know that there is something they can get involved with. Or if they have a friend or family member who is living with lupus, that they can get involved with some of the activities that you're involved in. I just wanted people to understand that there there is support out there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to Confessions of a Melanated Queen. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, and give us five stars if you like this show. Also, I just want to take this moment to plug in three other podcasts that I listen to. They are my absolute faves. One is Dr. Carrie Yazid's Beauty, Brains, and Business. You can find her on iTunes. Also, my good friend, Kristen, her and her co-host, Rayshawn, they have a podcast called That 30-ish Life. So if you're a woman in your 30s, you should like this podcast. Also, I met an awesome sister a few weeks ago, and she's working with two other women, and they have a podcast called Conversations with the Royal Empress. When I tell you the dialogue they have is amazing, it is bringing me life. So please check that out. Meanwhile, we can't wait to hear back from you, so please provide some feedback on the blog. And don't forget to submit your confession, because your confession will, trust me, it will influence another topic on the show. You guys take care. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Melanated Queen. Follow Dr. Meeks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dr. Lauren Meeks. If you have a confession, visit confessionsofamelanatedqueen.com and share your story. Peace and love.